welcome to Right to Remain Silent, a true crime podcast. I always get stuck at this bit. We get to this bit and then I'm like, uh, what do I say now? There's no script here. No, it's just like, let's just chat for 10 minutes. Yeah. Which I can't decide if people like or not. I was talking to one of my friends who listens the other day, uh, today actually and said, how do you feel about the chatting at the beginning? Do you like it? Do you not like it? And she said she likes it, but I don't yeah. know if people enjoy it or not. Let us know if you like it. If you don't, we might change it. Yeah, we could always go straight into the case and chat later for the people who can't be bothered to hear how crap our week's been. Yeah, I mean, it's not very exciting. But to be fair, even when it's not lockdown, life's not very exciting because we don't do anything. No, I did have something exciting happen to me this week. Go on. So one of my friends does a body shop at home. And since joining her Facebook group, I've joined in on a couple of raffles. Like, I won a body yogurt, and I was so excited, because I was like, oh my god, I actually won. <laughs> um, but this week, uh, she did a Name the Teddy Bear. All and right. so you just picked a number, unless you wanted specifically to pick a name. Because um, she'd, she'd already come up with all of the names herself. But she ended up just doing a you know, random number generator wheel on Google. Yeah. And I won £25 free spend. Is that why you asked me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what have I asked for Christmas? Because I've just won 25 quid to spend at Body Shop. That's really good. <laughs> and not only that, because of Black Friday and everything, there was a 20% off. So I got loads of new stuff, which I'm really excited to go pick up from Dad's on Friday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Oh. So that was exciting. I've been playing Pokemon Sword. That's an old one now, isn't it? No, it's the newest one. Is it? I've lost track. There's that many now. You've got Shield. Yes, I do. So we got Sword. And yeah. Quinn's had it for ages. And then everyone at work, well, I say everyone at work, everyone around my table was talking. <laughs> so like two people. <laughs> three people. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Pokemon and the Pokemon cards and playing Pokemon. And I was like... I really need to play Pokemon now. <laughs> so I got it off Quinn and I'm playing it and I just love it. And I think that's why today I've been struggling to finish the notes for this. And I think it's because all in my mind it's just been like, I want to play Pokemon. I want to play Pokemon. See, I I was a bit like that today um, in work because I've done my crappy. We're recording on a Sunday, so it's been my horrible 9-8 shift today. Yeah. Um, But I started watching last night's I'm a Celeb before I went to work, and I had to stop halfway through the bloody trial. So I was like, oh, no, what's going to happen? What's the next <laughs> bit going to be? And it's the bit, I, I don't, you don't watch it, do no. you? So basically, this bit that they're up to, there's two sets of stocks, and they're split into like men and women in teams. And so one man and one woman have got to put their head in a box of rats. But they're not using normal just normal rats this time they've got the bald rats and they're so freaking cute oh they are cute <laughs> they look like little old men i just feel bad for the animals yeah i do too like yeah it's a spider and people don't like spiders but don't make them crawl over someone's face who's gonna scream the whole time yeah see they they had one um like mo farah did it the night before and there was water dragons in this tiny little hole, and he had to put his hand in and unscrew a star. Like, it wasn't just he could go in and get it. He had to unscrew it. Um, And they were obviously petrified 
and he's like literally screaming like I've never heard a man scream quite like Mo Farah. <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> but yeah, it it is harsh on the animals. Like even you know, like one of the first trials that happened that if anybody watches it, it's one of the most memorable ones from like the entire show. Where Jordan had to do Viper Vault and so he was laying like a coffin type thing and there was like 20 snakes in there with him and they were corn snakes like if anybody knows anything about snakes yeah they're like the nicest snakes ever and he was absolutely petrified you could see how much he was shaking and how much he was sweating and he's scared of snakes and he's claustrophobic so it was just like horrible for him jordan north the dj guy yeah i like jordan yeah. north but he was also vomiting doing abseiling on the first day i know so it's like, you're scared of everything, mate. He seems to be, and he keeps getting voted into the trials because it's entertaining. Yeah. But the first trial that he did on his own, he got all 12 stars, so... Aww. I think people are bored of watching him suffer now. Yeah, I do like Jordan. I like, I listened to him on Radio 1. When, well, I did when they used to drive a lot from my job, but now I don't really listen to the radio. Yeah. I have just listened to whatever they've got on at work, which usually isn't very good, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everything I've got to say, really. There's nothing else been happening. Work's been manic. Has it? Yeah. It's just it's just terrible. Yeah, we went to B&Q today to get some plumbing stuff, but they didn't have it. And by the time we left, there was a massive queue outside. And the yeah, queues were... for the till inside were massive. Yeah, it's been the same where I've been today. Like literally by we we open the doors at 10 o'clock for browsing but we don't serve till half past and by 11 o'clock there was a queue outside to get in and we're allowed 156 people in the shop i was gonna say people got nothing better to do but no they haven't they really don't <laughs> they really really don't so if they've got nothing better to do what else are they gonna do yeah but yeah we went around loads of places we went to wicks we went to Screw fix and we went to B and Q and neither none of them had what we wanted. eBay. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to buy it online. The guy at Screw Fix said it'd be cheaper online anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we've started the DIY late, whereas most people in the UK did all their DIY no. in lockdown. No, it's starting again, don't worry, Is you're it? not alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of people are buying DIY stuff. Right. Yeah. Oh, that paint you bought us a while ago. Yeah. It's Magnolia. Shut up. We wanted white. <laughs> no, we... you, no, you asked me for Magnolia. No, I did not. I do not like Magnolia paint. I'm going to find that text and prove to you that you asked me for Magnolia. <laughs> I'm sure I said I don't want Magnolia, get white. We can discuss this later anyway. We will discuss But this we later. only found this out because Mike opened it and was like, for fuck's sake. Fucking Magnolia. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. That's to get us another one, please, in white. Okay. Okay. Right, Um. let's get on to this because, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, let's just, let's just start. Okay. So, today we are doing the case of Michael Silker. Um, he is the first spree killer we are doing. Um, it's a open and shut case it ends 
and that's it. There's nothing else to talk about. So it's quite a small case, but one that really shook up a very small town in Alaska. Sources, not a lot of sources. Um, I actually found the case on Ranker, which I've decided I really love now, and I'm going to use a lot more. Uh, Wikipedia, Murderpedia, a website called Medium, um, and there is a documentary of Ice Cold Killers, season one, episode four, but I couldn't find it anywhere, so I wasn't able to watch it. If you know of anywhere I can watch it, let me know, because I really want to watch it. Um, But I think we got enough info from those few sources. Murderpedia was really good this time. Manly Hot Springs in Alaska is a small village with a population in 2010 of only 89 residents. Located at the end of the road from Fairbanks, it is the last landing for boaters to travel further up the Tanana River, a tributary of the Yukon River, and only has one school and one hotel. Beyond Manly Hot Springs, it is only wilderness. Up until 1982, the state didn't plough the road, so the town was closed off throughout the winter. The residents see their fair share of drifters due to it being the end of the road. One resident explaining, it's just the end of the road. They've gone as far as it takes them. In May 1984, Michael Silker arrived in Manly. Silka arrived with a canoe on the roof of his truck, and it looked like he was here to escape whatever he was running from, but his visit ended with a spree murder. His motivation was unclear, however, on this ordinary day in May, he terrorised this sleepy Alaskan town. Michael Silka, born the 20th of August 1958, grew up in Hoffman Estates, a village in Illinois, and from a young age he was interested in the outdoors and guns. People in Hoffman Estates described Silka's parents as good people, but commented that Michael was different from the rest of the family. His teachers remember Michael as a difficult student who often caused trouble. Bill Spoleto, Michael's PE teacher, described him as a nonconformist who was looking for trouble. He was also in trouble with the law early in life. In 1975, at the age of 16 or 17, Michael and a friend were apprehended trying to steal camping gear from a sporting goods store. He served 30 days in a correctional institute and two years probation. In the same year, Michael and his brother Steve ran away to the Canadian wilderness, only coming back when they ran out of provisions. Four months before graduating high school in 1977, Michael was arrested for carrying an antique black powder muzzle-loaded rifle, similar to what early mountain men used, through a park. He was arrested and convicted again later that year for the same offence and received a $100 fine. A neighbour of Michael's spoke to him about joining the US Army and shortly after he graduated high school, Michael enlisted. The neighbour, Foreman Hurst, described Michael as a good kid and a typical teenager who loved the outdoors and that his number one ambition was to be outside exploring nature. Not much is known about his time in the army until he was moved and stationed at Fort Wainwright in Fairbanks, Alaska in 1981. His army records show that during his time in basic training, he was rated as an expert marksman with an M16 rifle and grenade launcher. At Fort Wainwright, Michael had several run-ins with the military police, which included an assault charge and an arrest for discharging a gun inside barracks. After his discharge, Michael returned to Hoffman Estates and had several jobs, 
mostly in construction. In November 1982, Michael was stopped by police for a minor traffic violation when the officer noticed four weapons in his car, a revolver, a pistol and two knives. Michael was arrested for weapons possession and after resisting arrest, he then refused to get out of the police car at the station. He was convicted and spent four days in the County Cook Jail. On the 21st of July 1983, he was stopped for speeding by an officer and was found once again with a weapon in his vehicle. He was arrested and attended court on several occasions, but then skipped bond and fled to Alaska. In December, a warrant was put out for his arrest, but it was put as low priority due to it being a misdemeanor. Just after Christmas, Michael arrived in Manitoba, Canada and spent the winter there, preparing for his trip to Alaska. In the spring of 1984, Michael started his journey to Alaska. His aim was to live in the wilderness, and he had a canoe on top of his Dodge sedan to take up the river deeper into Alaska and away from civilization. He stopped at China Ridge, a western suburb of Fairbanks, and rented a cabin in the most remote place he could find. His neighbours found him strange and intimidating. On the 28th of April, Michael interacted with a female neighbour who was chopping wood. He violently began showing her how to chop the wood correctly and left as suddenly as he had arrived. The woman, whose name we couldn't find, was less scared by Michael's actions and another neighbour, Roger Culp, was angry at his outburst so went to confront him even though the woman tried to convince him not to. Roger went over to Michael's cabin telling the woman he would be back in 15 minutes. A short while later, the woman heard two gunshots coming from the direction of Michael's cabin and Roger didn't return. The woman returned to her own cabin and sat inside for two days with a loaded shotgun, but didn't report Roger Culp missing for nine days. The next day, police arrived at Michael's cabin due to blood another neighbour had found when confronting Michael about a moose hide she believed he had stolen from her. Michael told the police that the blood was from a moose he had killed recently. They were happy with the story and left, although they did mention it was strange that Michael had only partially opened the door and kept one of his hands hidden. When Roger Culp was finally reported missing, the police returned to Michael's residence with a search warrant but found the cabin empty. Over the next two days, they searched in and around the cabin and discovered the blood found outside was human. Michael Silker was driving west with his canoe, hunting gear, guns and ammunition. On Monday the 14th of May 1984, he arrived at Manly Hot Springs, 160 miles west of Fairbanks, and he set up camp near the boat landing on the Tanana River. He planned to take his canoe out onto the river on the Tuesday, but due to ice flow he wasn't able to. He spoke to some of the residents who described him as odd but seemed okay. One noted that he was obsessed with sharpening his knife. He also described himself as a mountain man. On Thursday the 17th of May, several residents went to the boat landing for different reasons. Larry Joe McVeigh and Dale... Majeski? Majeski, yeah, probably. Or Madajeski. We'll say Majeski. If we're wrong, I'm sorry. Majeski, that one. Dale. Dale. We're taking their boat out for a fishing trip at the fishing camp they had. Family Lyman and Joyce Klein, along with their two-year-old son Marshall, went for a day outing. Albert Hagen Jr. was hauling brush away from the river. He had returned to Manly six weeks previous to visit his parents after living away from home for ten years in California. 
Fred Burke, an Athabascan Alaska native homesteader, arrived to the landing on his motorised boat. What happened at this landing is unknown, but all the people named disappeared. The disappearances were not reported until the following evening, and because Michael was a newcomer to the village, one person reporting had given Michael's registration plate number to the Alaskan state troopers in Fairbanks. Once they ran it through the system, they realised he was wanted for the murder of Robert Culp and headed over to the boat landing with two helicopters, three aeroplanes and the troopers' special emergency reaction team, which we will abbreviate now to CERT. They arrived in Manly at 2am Saturday the 19th of May and at the landing they found blood and shell casings but no bodies and no sign of Michael. And that's crazy just like how much they sent to find this one guy. Yeah, but I suppose if like, he was a murderer and then six people have gone missing. Yeah. It makes sense, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely does. And also, they're miles and miles away from anywhere. Yeah. So it's probably better to send more than be waiting on another load of troopers to come. That's true. At this time of year in Alaska, it was still daylight at 2am, so Cert were able to search for Michael with no restrictions. They began around 3am, following the Tanana River in helicopters and planes, covering a range of 50,000 square miles, believing Michael to have travelled up the river to the Zit Diana River, known as the Zit, a tributary of Tanana. We found a blog post from a cert trooper who was there on the day, Jeff Hall, and his testimony of the event is an interesting read. He explains how because it was spring, it was bear hunting season and they stopped at several hunting grounds to identify and clear these hunters before moving on. At one stopping point, they spoke to two fish and wildlife troopers who stated they had seen Michael heading up the zip. Paul was in a helicopter that had had the left door removed and he was sat secured to the floor of the helicopter with his feet outside next to trooper Troy Duncan. Tom Davis was the pilot and Captain Don Lawrence, the commander, sat in the rear. There was a similar setup in the second helicopter. They finally came across Michael's canoe and Fred Burke's boat, which he had stolen. Their plan was to get him to surrender, but they had a sniper on the ground in case he refused and was going to retaliate. If you remember, Michael was a marksman in the US Army, which made things more difficult than they had planned. Hall saw Michael reach for his rifle, and Michael, Hall, and Troy Duncan shot at the same time. Hall remembers, as I write this, I can see the sunlight reflecting off the stock of his rifle as he swung towards us. Michael only had a single shotgun, and the troopers were using automatic weapons, but Michael was able to hit one of the troopers before he himself was shot. Michael hit Troy in the neck, killing him instantly, and bullet fragments hit Don Lawrence. Hall then hit Michael with around eight shots, ending the firefight. Michael had dumped the bodies of his victims in the Tanana River, and due to the strong current, its depths of around 80 feet and the build-up of glacial ice, only four bodies were discovered after the spree. Divers searched on the Sunday after the shooting, but were unable to find anyone. Fred Burke, 30, was found by his wife, 75 miles downstream, in late June 1984. The following week, the bodies of Lyman Klein, 36, Dale, 24, and Larry Joe McVeigh, 38, were found. Two-year-old Marshall Klein, his mother, 30-year-old Joyce Klein, and Albert Hagen Jr., 27, were never discovered. Roger Culp's body in Fairbanks was also never recovered. 
Memorial service was held for the victims of the Manly Hot Springs shooting at the boat landing on Sunday the 20th of May 1984. The tiny village, unable to comprehend why Michael went on this killing spree. Due to Michael's death of suicide by cop, his motives for the spree were never known. All we know is that Michael loved weapons, arguably had a temper and wanted to live in the wilderness alone. Everyone who was there on the day of the shooting was killed and so there is no more of the story to tell. Michael was cremated and his ashes were buried in the Sitka National Cemetery, a United States Army cemetery, at his father's request. And that's it. That's how short this case is. It's crazy though, isn't it? Like, some guy randomly turns up in this tiny little town and just starts tearing through the town, the village. Yeah. What? It basically means he killed probably 10% of the population of the town. That's crazy. Because of how small the town was. That's incredible. Is, isn't it? You know, you th- When you look at it like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's really sad that it was Fred's wife that found him. Yeah. Because he didn't... Like she discovered him. Yeah, he'd been there for a month. Oh, in the water as well. Yeah, so you just you can imagine what his body would have been like. Yeah, I mean the cold would have done some favors, but yeah, but you know you still have the water damage yeah. to the body. I'm not going to yeah. go into detail. I think everyone knows what happens when your body's in water, but and um... if you don't, don't go and just don't Google image search it. For yeah, God's sake. <laughs> yeah, do yourself a favor and just like look at. A medical journal or something. Like, ask Siri. <laughs> yeah. Just don't look at pictures. It's interesting and frustrating that we'll never know why he did it. And he might have never even had a motivation. I mean, if he's been in the army, was there, you know, there wasn't much information, like you say, until he got moved. Yeah. Um, But maybe he just enjoyed it. Maybe. Maybe he just hated people. And anybody that got in his way to go and be in charge of the jungle, we're going to get killed. Yeah, I don't know. Could be PTSD. It could be, but I don't think he'd been in the war. Well, you don't have to live through something to get PTSD. No, but what I mean is, you know, a lot of the people, like one of the officers was a, um, one of the officers was a Vietnam veteran and... Mm. I think it was Albert was also a Vietnam veteran. Or was it? No, it wasn't him. It was Larry. He was a disabled veteran. Right. Um. So, I don't know. It was definitely his mindset. If he's always yeah. been a so-called bad kid, then it yeah. just got worse, didn't it? Most likely. I mean, maybe being in the army just gave him a taste for it. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, I like this. Yeah, just that it's definitely callous to do it the way he did it because he had a single-shot rifle. So he had to shoot each one, one at a time, putting a new bullet in his rifle every single time. Oh, God. It's not like he had, you know, a handgun that had six, eight rounds. I don't know how many rounds a handgun has. We don't have guns (laughs) over here, so... Um, Thank God. But, yeah, I just... For him to do that six times... Yeah. Was it six or was it seven? Might have been seven. Sorry, seven. But yeah, either way, it was just... I don't know what state of mind he would have been in to do that. 
over and over and over again. Yeah, and not halfway through even think, oh crap. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah, exactly what am I doing? And maybe you did, maybe you shot one of them and thought, well, I'm going to have to kill them all now because they've seen. Yeah. You know, it could have been as simple as that, which isn't simple, but, you know... Yeah. It, that could have been his motivation. He had an argument with one guy. Yeah, and just Shot him, him, and then everyone was panicking, screaming, and he thought, right, I'm going to have to get rid of all of these witnesses. Maybe after killing the first guy at his home, he was just... He didn't want these other people to tell the police where he was. That's true. And so he was like, well, I don't want them to know which direction I'm going in, so I'm just going to have to kill everybody at the boat landing now, because they've seen me. Yeah, didn't think of it like that. I also read something that um, there was a witness that said there was two people in his car at one point, and then they were never seen again. But that's a very vague... That is it. That's the only information that you get about it. You don't know who these people are. I think the clusters, I think they're just called hitchhikers, but... That's the only information that we've yeah. got. Um, they suggest that he buried them in the woodlands. He was just having loads of fun, wasn't he? In his own way, yeah. Yeah. Strange I was going to say whatever floats your boat, but... <laughs> <laughs> Worst pun of the series. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little short one. It was a short one, but it was, it was an interesting one. We were going to do another case... A big case and we realized that there's no way we can do this in a week there's no way we can do this in one episode definitely not so it's something we're going to work on and when it's ready it'll probably be a two-parter yeah because it is a big case it's a popular case um it's also I'd, one i'd be surprised if we can fit it into two yeah it's definitely it's gonna to have to be at least two and i think the yeah. episodes are going to be long yeah like longer than usual. I think that was it was a last minute change on Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. But we can't do this. It's too big. Let's do something else. I am looking forward to doing that one. But... Yeah, I am. I just don't want to miss a lot or don't give it the justice it needs. Yeah. Um, because there was also an update on it this year. Yeah. That obviously I don't want to rush through. So yeah, I think we both need to sit on it. Read a lot, research a lot. Yeah, so we're not we're not rushing to it, but it'll get there eventually, and then you'll be treated to a two-parter. Yes. So what are you reading this week? The floor. The floor? I literally don't have time. So you've not read any more of Nosferatu? I've literally just read that first chapter. <laughs> and you've like, not touched it for a week? No, because... Like, people always say, oh, you don't have time to read, but you watch loads of TV. It's like, yeah, but I can do things while I'm watching TV. When you're reading, that's literally, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I can watch tea, watch tea. <laughs> yeah, I can watch tea and eat my TV. <laughs> yeah. That's what I can do. <laughs> so I can watch TV while I'm eating. I can watch TV while I'm spending time with the cats. I can watch TV while I'm cleaning. While you play on your phone, because that's yeah. a mindless thing that you want to do when you've been at work. Yeah. So it's easy to get through a series on Netflix, but actually sitting down and reading a book doesn't seem to be something I can do at the minute. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And like I said, I didn't read at all in September, so... 
sometimes you're just not in the right mindset to just be able to sit and concentrate for an hour. It's not that. I really, really want to. But I'm getting to bed so late anyway with working all these late shifts that, you know, I'm getting into bed at one o'clock. I can't really read now because I'm up at eight. Yeah. So it's just not having the time, really. You'll get there. Hopefully in the new year your shifts will be a lot better. Well, I want to read Nosferatu. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I don't want to read about Christmas land in the new year. That's true. I forgot about that aspect of it. That's why I picked it up. Yeah. So what what are you reading? Well, before you say that, if anyone else wants to read with us, um, feel free to post something on Facebook or Amy post something on the Facebook group. And we'll do like a little mini reading group and we'll all read Nosferatu for Christmas. <laughs> Everybody will have finished it before me. That's fine. We'll discuss it like the week after Christmas. Yeah, okay. It gives you, what, five weeks, six weeks? Not going to happen. Well, you can just discuss where you're up to and then leave the conversation. <laughs> okay. Or I'll just feed you information that you can't look at but you've got a post. Okay. <laughs> Um, Sounds good. I'm still reading How to Stop Time. Like you, I've not had much time to read. Ironic. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could stop time. Oh, that'd be so good. I mean, the idea of living for like 300 years doesn't sound great, but also it sounds amazing. I think if I could stop time, I would literally let my alarm go off in the morning, stop time, and then just wake up exactly when I wanted to. Yeah. That that is all I want right now is like eight hours sleep a night. Yeah, and you're not off, are you, till after Christmas? No, I'm working Christmas Eve, I'm off Christmas Day, I'm working Boxing Day, and I'm not too sure whether I booked my holiday from the 27th or the 28th. Oh, right. And then I've got four days. Which is nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. I finished on the 23rd, I found out this week. Right. Which is later than what I expected, because last year we finished on the 20th. Yeah, but Christmas Day is a Friday this year, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to finish on the 18th, but I thought no. at least I would get until maybe the 22nd, 21st. Yeah. I have put the 23rd off, but it's our office Christmas party, and I'm one of those weird people that likes to go. Mainly because you get free stuff. I mean, you go and work, you get paid for all day, but you only have to work for half a day, and then they feed you and supply you with alcohol. See, I'd definitely go there. Exactly. Why would you not want to go? Whereas on Christmas Eve, I found out that I'm working from half past seven in the morning until six o'clock at night. That is fucking stupid. Actually... Quarter past six at night because the shop shuts at six. That's just not fair. That's what you get for going, yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Yeah, stop saying not that's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. I know. I used to work at Next, so I know all about working over Christmas. It's awful. <laughs> I'm I do it every year now. I know. I'm just so glad I don't have a job where I have to work over Christmas now. Or yeah. at least... If we have to, I can book the time off. Was when yeah, you see, were... we, Go on. we can. We can book the time off. Oh, can you? We can book either Christmas or New Year. Right. So I always book New Year because I I have Christmas Day free. And then I, we have no idea what's happening this year, obviously, with COVID. But 
normally everyone goes to Dave's auntie's house at like six o'clock on Boxing Day, so I'm not missing out. That's true. So I don't really mind that. I'd rather have the time off after. Because my favourite thing in the world is to just not leave the house all day. Me too. And so I'd rather be in work and then go and get my tea made for me than have a lovely day all cosied up with all my new stuff and then have to leave the house. True. I think once you've made that <laughs> decision not to leave the house, yeah. if you have to go out, oh, oh it's I horrid. hate it so much. I did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't leave yesterday. No, tell a lie, I did. I didn't plan to, but I didn't. It wasn't a day where I was like, right, I am not going out ever. Yeah. It was just, it happened that I ended up going out for a bit. Um, so, yeah, back to the books. I'm still reading yeah, How to Stop Time, but I do want it finished because The Song Rising is now available for me to read, which is the second in the, the third in the Bone Season series, and I'm desperate to read it. Um, so,. I've also got Peter Pan to read before that, because I've never I've never read Peter Pan, okay. and I've got the illustrated version. Ooh. It's only on my library account, so it's online. But yeah, still, still see the pictures. Um, so Peter Pan shouldn't take me too long. So I'm hoping, like Amy said, we're recording this on Sunday. I'm hoping by the by next Sunday I'll be reading the Song Rising. Right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'll start Nosferatu. Okay. I need to buy it again, though. Again? The cat peed on it. Oh. Yeah, I don't read that one. It's in the bin. I, I ripped <laughs> out the pages that Joe Hill had actually signed. Oh, no! Yeah. <sighs> the good thing was, is he only peed on it so the bottom half was wet. Okay. So I was able to rip the top two pages out where he'd done a doodle and signed it. Yeah. And then I threw the rest of the book away. Oh no, that's so sad. Yeah, I was I was nearly throwing the cat in the street, actually. Yeah. When he did that. A signed copy, <laughs> like not just one of your shitty No, a signed copy. Yeah. The fucking cat. So yeah, I need to buy another Nosferatu. Oh oh I forgot. Ready Player Two comes out this week. What? Ready Player Two comes out I this week. I heard what you said. What? Ready Player Two! <laughs> Since when? It's, I got um, a email from Waterstones from like early this year. Ready Player Two coming, and I didn't even read the rest of it. I went on it and pre-ordered it. Oh my god! So it comes out on Tuesday. So this will this episode will be out by then. So I think by that point I'll drop everything I'm reading. Yeah, and just read that. And just read that. Yeah. I'm also off on Tuesday because I'm hopefully having this tooth out on Tuesday. So I can go from the dentist to town, pick my book up, and can go home. That sounds good. Yes. Recovering on the sofa with a new book. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Right, we will wrap this up because I think we spent more time talking about random shit than we have about the case. Um, Are we going to mention the special next week? Yes. After this episode, the Monday after the 30th, the next Right to Remain Spooky comes out. We have had two stories already emailed to us, so you've still got time to email us. No, you've not. Unless you email us today. <laughs> because we're... Send it in, send it in. Yeah, if, you, if you listen to this right now and you listen to it on Wednesday, if you email us, 
we'll might well we should put it in. But if you yeah. don't, if you listen to it by Thursday, it's already recorded, so it'll be in next month. But yeah, <laughs> we're really looking forward to doing that. It's it's a lot more chilled, isn't it, than our yeah. usually weekly ones? I think that's why we're enjoying doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to follow us, you can do at RTRS Pod. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can join our Facebook group, which is Right to Remain Silent. And is it not Right to Remain Silent Pod? Yeah, it is. Or <laughs> uh, you can email us at Right to Remain Silent at gmail dot com. No, Right to Remain Silent Pod at gmail dot com. We both got <laughs> we'll that wrong. There. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. And next week is episode ten. So that's exciting. Oh, that is exciting. Someone asked me today. They're like, "How long have you been doing that for?" And I was like two months yeah. like i can't believe we've been doing this for two months i know already. it doesn't feel like that does it no like i think my days go between recording releasing recording releasing that's how i like plan my weeks now see i literally have a wednesday evening free and we do our sunday evening just because i'm on a late on the monday and we can yeah so my free evenings i'm just like i'm recording sorry yeah <laughs> see you later <laughs> i can't wait till we can get together Oh, no, no, it'll be so much better. And just discuss it in front of each other. Mm. And have a decent microphone together. Yes, that would be nice. Yeah. Okay, so we'll see you on Monday if you listen. I hope you do, because we enjoy it more than most of the horrible stories we do here. Um, <laughs> take care, look after yourself in the crazy COVID world. See you next Stay week. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.